Hello everyone, I hope you're all staying safe and you enjoyed today's episode on the quarter life crisis. Know who you are to avoid what you don't want to. Again, know who you are to avoid what you don't want to. I thought about this phrase coming from the Uber tonight. Um, and I thought about how much has changed in the past years in my life. Although I'm 21, I do carry a lot of baggage and a lot of experience, and I would say even a lot of knowledge for someone that is very young. And coming back to this house in Brazil, it just brings me a lot of memories. And it shows me that the true change is only inside of ourselves. You can travel, you can move, you can buy stuff, you can meet new people. If you don't change something inside of yourself, you are going to remain unhappy if that's the case in a particular situation. I was living here in 2016 in this house and I used to say I hated it. Now, that's a very, like, not only privileged comment and probably a lot of what I say in this podcast, it's going to sound a lot of, like, it's it's a privilege. I'm aware of my financial circumstance. I live very well in Brazil. I have a very nice home. But I hated this house because it was always there was always people yelling, a lot of conflict, a lot of anxiety. Um a lot of the times the police would come knock at my door or the neighbors would complain. And horrible things would happen. And I would come to my room and cry and cry and be like, I hate this house. It doesn't feel like a home. I don't want to be here. And few people know, but when they ask me why you left Brazil, I know inside of myself, one of the reasons was to escape from my reality. Yes, I wanted to do big things. Yes, I wanted to know the language and move to the U.S., but I truly just wanted to be as far away from home as possible. Okay, two years passed by. I don't come, when I, when I moved to the United States, I don't come to Brazil for the holidays. I don't come here for my 18th birthday. 2019, I don't come here as well. And when I do come, the same things happen. There is the same cycle. I feel anxious, I'm nervous. I hear a lot of yelling, it's a big house and everyone is screaming. And I'm like, I don't like Brazil, I don't want to be in Brazil, I just can't do it. Now, first of all, of course, there's always so much time you can be with your family. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Second, going from living by yourself or even with friends to going back to your parents' house is very different, which is understanding. This was another level, okay? Uh, there was a summer, I think summer of 2019. Yes, because after it was COVID. Summer of 2019, I came. And for two months, I think. Yeah, I think two months. I slept with my mom. 
I was 100% positive someone would break into my house and either kill my family or steal something. Every noise in this house, because it's a big house, so it makes you know a lot of weird noises, I would think it was someone breaking in. And I was just like fully in panic attacks, had to see a therapist, had to see a psychiatrist, saw like a spiritual guy. And they just really couldn't really tell what was triggering me that much. I knew I'm so deep into psychology and learning about myself, but I never really wanted to like cover the scar. Like I wanted to let it, I didn't want to let it heal. What happened? I found a safe place. I found a home. I found really like safety in other people. I relied heavily, especially on my previous partners, for the emotional instability that I had. And I relied on friends and, and just those partners to make me feel better. It was like I couldn't have the feeling of safety in my house. And I would bring this into people. And I think I know a lot of people can relate to that, okay? I I know there's people there who, are, who has an anxious, I know a lot of people who has an anxious attachment style or they are more distant. Whatever it is, um, there is a reason for you to be the way you are. Either are past traumas or just the way, the way you are raised or just things that really happened in your life and, and had an impact even if you didn't think about it, okay? Like most things happen in our childhood and very few things we remember. So sometimes we are the way we are about things we don't even recall. And I knew that wasn't the case for me, but what happened in my life was that shaped who I was. And I I have a really, I don't have a bad memory. I don't wanna say that anymore, but I used to forget things very often. And these things were usually things that made me upset or would trigger me in a way. So, in this year, and I think I can really say that, I've worked on having my home on myself. The fear that I was having of someone breaking into my house was the same fear that I had inside an airplane, not being in control, not knowing what could happen, feeling like anyone could do anything at any time, and this feeling of safety and securiness would end. That was horrible feeling, you all. I left, I lived my entire life, literally, having this feeling. And sometimes it motivates you. It did motivate me to do huge things, like leave my country and go somewhere else. Like, what? Amazing. But to be honest, when people ask me why, I want to be like, well, when they ask me, like, why are you so mature for your age? I want to be like, because I had to be an adult very young, you know? And I'm sure a lot of you all can relate to that. But anyways, um, this year I had to be my own person and I had to heavily get to know myself and rely on myself. And I, I told myself recently something that I'm leaving behind the anxious, the person who needs to control all those things in the past. I'm already someone who thinks I know myself pretty well. I know my strengths. I know the things like I'm pretty proud of who I am and I know my values and I think I'm not confused of who I am 
um, but there are certainly certain things that I know they are there and I just don't want to investigate enough because I know it hurts. And those things are the things that probably stand out about your personality the most. Like in my case, being a little controlling or way too controlling or being, you know, like anxious, things like that. And today, as I was journaling, um, I said that nothing has changed this year, but at the same time, everything did. And I want to let a new Carol exist and leave this one in the past. I want to be the Carol that is okay with not knowing. And she's independent and she cooks her own meals and she sleeps by herself and she motivates herself and she's strong and beautiful and she works out and she studies she's loving kind and positive and i'm leaving my mistakes my insecurities and even my toxicity in 2021 and then i wrote other things i don't need to share but i think this is important because those two days i've been in brazil I'm so happy to be here. First of all, I had a great flight. I felt so calm. I was okay the entire time. I was practicing mindfulness. I was meditating. I was listening to some music. I was not trying to call anyone. I was not trying to like double text, triple text someone and be like, hey, solve this for me. Hey, I'm calling you because I am so anxious about this flight. It doesn't go away. And I did that in the past so many times about so many things like, hey, handle my pain for myself. Help me figure it out. Calling a friend and being like, that's fine. You can rely on people, but you can't. My therapist told me this recently, okay? She was like, Carol, for someone so controlling, you let your well-being be in other people's hand. Like, that's just not how it should be. So... I've been told that I'm pretty good at picking guys to date, right? And I honestly am very proud of that. Very. It's not something I'm still comfortable talking about in here, but I can say I've always been very privileged and very grateful about my relationships and they taught me like a whole ton. But my curious thing and not seeing abusive relationships is that often we don't know ourselves enough and we get into a relationship. And now, of course, here I'm not blaming the victim at all. Um, I'm so like empathetic. I feel bad about the abuser. I've seen the abuser in my own family and I pity them. I feel bad about it. I'm like, I'm trying to understand the person and their traumas and their inner child screaming for help and therapy. But let me tell you all, you can't do the work for the person. If the person doesn't want to help, doesn't want to be helped, you can't help them. You can't do the work for them. You can't explain what is wrong in the situation. You can't be like, hey, uh, you heard me for this, 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 and this, and this is how you fix it. Do it. Like, I would love if actually this would work. It doesn't. They need to realize on their own, as frustrated as it is. But going back to to the abusive thing, I've seen that so many times. And uh, of course, it's not the blame of the victim because a lot of the times the guys who are abusive, they... They don't come in as aggressors and violent and 
you know, suckers who are like just really, I don't know, afraid of, I don't know, I like, I hate those guys. Anyways, they are usually the nice, sweet, amazing guys to say like, tell me what you like, tell me, you know, like, I've been on a couple dates and I, I think the reason why it's so hard for me to have any connection with anyone, real connection, um, it's not because a lot of people are superficial on their first dates because, I mean, come on, everyone is kind of superficial and they want to know job titles and maybe they have some laugh and share some food and, and some drinks and the alcohol helps and they talk about their other dates and how they flip. Like, you know, like superficiality is fine. But my problem is I read into people too much and the tiniest thing they say, it's not like it's a red flag. I am a walking red flag in so many aspects. I think someone, if they take me on a first date, they, I think I already said that, they're probably like, no, this girl, like, what the heck? She has so much. She is so much. Like, and yes, I am too much. And it takes a lot to keep up with me, but I'm fine with it. Because you know what? I'm learning to be okay alone. And I'm learning to know exactly what I want and exactly what I don't want and exactly what I deserve and exactly what I don't deserve. And I'm not wasting time around bullshit. Like, I have a clear purpose in my life that is becoming more and more evident, that is, like, helping women. And that can be done in very different ways, um, especially right now in my my academic life. Um, I want to, you know, help women as much as I can in very different ways. And anyways, going back to the first dates and stuff, a lot of the times you don't see those red flags. You are just like, well, they're not perfect, but, you know, fine. And then they show up. And the first times they show up, you're like, well, you know, it's like you gotta, you give yourself a lot of excuse. You are like, well, no one is perfect. Well, but, you know, we have so many eaters together or we have children together. They're going to change. The truth is, all that, every time you're saying that, you're hoping that person becomes someone that you wish they were. They're not showing you, they're showing you who they are and you're giving yourself excuses so they can prove you wrong. They're not going to prove you wrong, girl. They are just our guy. They're not. They're telling you, this is who I am. The thing is, people can say with so many words, I am this, I am that, I want to change the life, I'm, I'm, I'm so like different, oh my gosh, you're going to see me, blah, blah, blah. They can say whatever. They can say, I love you. They can say, I marry you. They can say, you're the love of my life. They can see, say whatever they want, positive and negative. What they prove you through actions is the best indicator. One of the first indicators for me about a person is how they treat the servers, the people around them, their friends, their family, their mother, their sister. This is a good indicator for me. And then, of course, how you treat me. And the reason why I'm telling you all that and, and touching on this topic is because as a 20-year-old person, I know we get frustrated, especially if you're single and you are getting an age that you're like, oh my gosh, I just don't click with anyone. I just don't know where to find people. I hate the dating apps. I don't know what to do. And as bullshit as it sounds, you just got to relax. You got to live your life. 
you gotta work on you and work on what you think you want and manifest things and these things will happen um the worst thing is rush into a relationship or rush into anyone just because you're afraid of being alone and I get that. Is it scary? And even if you say, oh, I'm okay by myself. Well, it can be different, especially if you're living in an apartment by yourself and no one don't, don't know anyone in the city. It can get extremely scary. Okay. And the decision that I made a few months ago when I was going through something really hard and I was like, well, should I drop everything and go home and be in my comfort zone and be around those who love me and want to help me? I was like, yeah, I could do that. But I think if I would have done that, I would be hating my home right now. Again. And you know why? Because I wouldn't have fixed what is inside of me, which is I needed some space for myself and I needed to heal and I needed to do some work that involved therapy and reading and journaling and understanding my feelings I needed just to like sit with my thoughts, be where I was, as frustrated as it was, as sad, as you know, uncomfortable as it was. I needed that time. And now that I am here, I'm really enjoying myself. I'm enjoying my home. I love being here. Before I would be like, I'll never go back to Brazil. And you know what? Now, I don't know. Maybe one day, if it is meant to be, It will be. I cannot do, ask the universe to have things waiting for me. I cannot work on myself and say all those things and then try to control everything. Where I work, who I am with, what I feel, who wants to be with me. I can't be that controlling. So what I said in the beginning, know who you are to avoid what you don't want. It goes for everything. It goes for a relationship. Okay, if someone is treating you not well in the beginning, it's hard. Believe. If they are not treating you well after five years in a relationship, it's five times harder. Believe. Leave. Because you need that. And because there is something better waiting for you. Even if it's the hardest thing to believe. Okay? And if you know yourself and you're like, well, I've been through this before. Or, you know what? The problem is not about me. I am beautiful, I'm smart, I'm kind, I'm this. Like, if they don't want to be with me, that's on them. It's not on me. You know, like, you did your best, girl. But it also goes for, like, job offers. I don't want to talk about it because I haven't, you know, like, been, like, employed full-time. But truly something that I struggle with right now, being a little anxious, is... I need to be working for a company that align not only with my values, but with my future goals and all of them, all of the things that I believe. And of course, it's not perfect. And the first job is never perfect and it's never ideal. But you know what? I believe for me, it will be. And I think you attract the things that you want. And once you know yourself and you make a list of your values, your positive things, your bad things, your red flags, all, all of the both. And you're like, you're secure of yourself. And I know it's not an easy problem, easy thing to, to do. For me, it took years. This is not gonna translate into other things. Not knowing myself, for me, led into so much anxiety, leading to panic attacks, leading so many times I was scared for no reason. 
And I'm not saying this to blame myself. Like things happen. Not I don't like saying things happen to me in my life because you know things happen for me, and it was a major way of learning and growing what I've been through in my childhood and stuff. Not only my childhood, you know, it's like it's a constant thing in my life. But whatever, another time. But it's it's this, you know, it's like. Once you fix what's actually inside, you can be happy anywhere. And your home is not going to be a person. I know it's amazing when we say, oh, my boyfriend is my home. You know, my, 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 uh, my child or my fiance is my home. It's beautiful. And honestly, I, I want one day this as well. And to know that home is not going anywhere and that home is stable and has their foundations And that is just like any wind or any hurricane. Nothing is going to destroy that home. It's awesome, beautiful, great. You still need to have your mindset. And you need to have your strengths. Because like I said before, anything can change in your life. And you need to always be in control of things. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to the things that happen to you. And for a long time, the past months, I was not in control. But I realized I'm still not in control. But I can control how I feel. I can control my emotions. I can control letting go and trusting God and trusting the universe and being okay with not knowing and working on myself and being independent and the fucking best version. Because once you're the best version of yourself, and you are in a relationship, or you are, you know, in, in your professional life, it will be much easier. It will be easier to understand what you don't stand for. It's going to be easier to understand what you want from anyone. It's going to be easy to be emotionally mature and to understand no one is responsible for your life and your emotions and, you know, all of that. So I really hope this podcast today helped you in a way. As always, you can talk to me, DM me, call me, whatever you want. Um, I am so excited that you're here and have a great day.